What is happening and welcome to another edition of the Marvelous Morons here on October 11th, 2020. I'm joined today by a good friend of mine, Josh, and uh, Josh and I have a good show lined up for you tonight. Lots of topics, all quite different from each other, but I think before we get rolling, we should uh, talk about our, our weekends, Josh. Josh, how was your weekend, man? You know, I can't complain. I uh, My football team won. I saw that your football team won. Yes. So... Sometimes it doesn't get any better than that. My college football team lost, uh, which was uh, kind of heartbreaking. It was like when it went into the fourth overtime. So, so, so just to clarify for everyone, uh, my football team is the Miami Dolphins. I don't really follow college. I mean, the Canes to a degree. They got brick housed by <laughs> Clemson. Clemson, and then Josh's team is the uh, Arizona Cardinals for NFL, and then. Uh, Texas, Texas Longhorns. Longhorns for NCAA. Uh, yeah. How are your yeah. fantasy teams doing this weekend? Well, you know, I uh, I haven't played fantasy football in probably mm, four years. Four years, huh? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I've realized it's kind of an addiction. You know, I missed uh, <laughs> I missed getting around to a draft. Yeah, and. See, to me, the draft and the camaraderie is like 50% of it. Like when we used to do in-person drafts, like with friends and stuff, we used to do like the physical board. Like, I don't know. For me, that was half of it. It's like the season, whatever. I never win. I'm like a middle pack first round of playoffs guy at best, um, at worst. Um, Never completely in the doghouse, but there's been like some, you know, single digit win seasons for sure. Well, I definitely have a theory on uh, fantasy football. I think that I've probably helped a lot of players out by quit uh, by me quitting uh, playing. <laughs> now these are paid like, leagues. Uh, you're quitting. What's that? These are paid leagues. You're quitting. Well, like I can remember when I first started playing fantasy football. Um, you know, the Cowboys were smoking, and uh, Michael Irvin was. Uh, I mean, he was on top of the on top of the his game, and I just remember thinking, if I ever get a chance to draft Michael Irvin. I'm going to do it. And the year that I finally draft him, he ends up hurting his neck almost. I think, in fact, he uh, ended up uh, cutting his career short because of that neck injury. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I my my first pick inevitably always goes down. Um, I took Barkley. <laughs> I think he was out the first week or second, but he had a horrible first week anyway. So I took oh, yeah. uh, Saquon Barkley. I mean, how, how can you not, though, with these fantasy football uh, rules? I, know. I mean, running back is uh, your yeah, crown yeah. jewel. You, you kind of have to. and So I got hosed on that. But, uh, no, I'm um, I'm up one big time. I've got a I've got a uh, one with friends, and then I got one through my wife's work. And I actually played her boss today, and I'm, like, thunderdoming him right now. <laughs> it's awesome. Mm. Did you? Uh, I'm two and two, and he's second? three and one. No, I try not to homer too much. I think the only dolphin across two teams um, is uh, Devante. Got Devante Parker. Oh, well, you chose wrong. Gasecki would have been the one. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, he was taken very early, and you know, I just I wasn't looking for him. I I don't like to mix uh, reality with fantasy too much. Um, like it, it does, it pains me to like start Bills when I know they're playing the Dolphins. It's a very weird dynamic. I care more so about my reality team than I ever will about fantasy. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm the exact opposite. I'll draft every single Cardinal that I can. I mean, we know that Larry Fitzgerald is an amazing wide receiver, but uh, he's 47 years old. (laughs) Yeah. 
as far as uh, fantasy football, he is uh, not to be picked in the top 15 of your picks. No, he'll always let you down. And a lot of, I always was taking like Green Bay guys too. They've always burned me. Like Devontae, like he's, I guess, good now again. I don't even know. But then I took um, Jordy Nelson and he went out. Like my first pick is always trash. So in one of my leagues, I straight up took Patrick Mahomes this year. And it's it's paid off because he's had like two, two or three like running back like games in terms of points. It was, it was pretty crazy. Yeah, I don't think you could go wrong. It's kind of like picking Brady up uh, a few years ago. Yeah, when he was just smoking everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, beyond football, anything else going on for you this weekend before we jump into some topics? No, no. I, uh, you know, paid the registration on the Tesla. Nice. That was... uh, Pretty penny? Yeah, it was over a thousand. Jeez. I thought we had it bad here. It's uh, 500, I think, for that value. Something like that. Yeah, they base it on the uh, the actual sticker price or the value of the vehicle. Uh, the good news is, uh, you know, in six years, it should be down to like three or four hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. My mine went from like five fifty to like five twenty or something after one year of ownership, and I'm like, uh, that doesn't reflect on the resale, sir. It went down more than that, but. It is what it is. Um, as for me, I did double daddy daycare. Ashley had to work all weekend long. So it was me and the kiddo. We went shopping, got the groceries, got her a, a surprise <laughs> at the store. Uh, happy and, meal? Yeah, like of course. We got our happy meal on the way back. Um, I tried to get some for my treat this week. I'm, I'm on a diet. I tried to get the spicy nugs. It's a, They're gone. And uh, the sauce oh, is gone, dude. No. You should have stocked up. The sauce is gone, dude. They don't the even have it. Gone. They don't even have the hot sauce. So speaking of, and I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, we should jump into this one. Yeah, the uh, spicy nuggets. I saw the commercial. Uh, the way that they described it was, who wouldn't like it? I mean, they're talking about it's a tempura batter, and which they've never. It's the same batter as the regular. Yeah, why didn't they so. bring that little buzzword out? Yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, I mean, it's like adding. Uh, uh, Wagyu beef or, uh, you know, Kobe quinoa. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, so Josh got me into these, uh, going back a couple weeks, he said, you got to try the spicy nugs. Now I'm in the middle of a diet. So I, I just, I'll have like a cheat day or a cheat thing about once a week. So I went and tried them. Uh, I am known internationally as the Lord of all sauces too. So I, you know, I had to mainly for the sauce. I was excited and um, the mighty hot sauce. Yeah, the mighty hot sauce. So I, I tried the nuggets with the sauce, and I gotta say, I want to try them with the regular nugs. I, I think it would it would bring the flavor out a little better. The nuggets were they're not kill you hot, but they were they were hot enough to where you know you could tell they were spiced a little bit. Your tolerance is probably a little. Better than mine nowadays, but um, no, no, mine's gone down. It, uh, it used to be I was, able to. Just I was eat. sweating. <laughs> I'll admit, I was sweating. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about a guy who once took a, a strawberry and completely caked it in wasabi for. I don't even know if was it for twenty bucks or was it for, even for free. He didn't even care it was, back. It then. was uh, yeah, it was free ninety nine. <laughs> so so I had it, and I got to say the sauce. I mean, look, basically, I want to try that side by side with their regular buffalo because it tasted a lot like the buffalo to me but my mouth was so hot from the nug i like i said i want to i want to have it independently and in fact for dietary purposes i mean hot sauce is actually great there's very little or no carbs in them 
So I wish I yeah. had stocked up and paid the 15 cents and bought like 10 of them because I really like that sauce and I could put them on some like, you know, grilled chicken tenders and not feel so guilty. Well, I can tell you that side-by-side uh, side with a buffalo sauce, it's it's way better. The buffalo sauce to me has a little bit of an aftertaste. Yeah, like pro- that get the processed kind of thing. Right. The it's, front it's, end is good. Yeah, it's it's not like uh, you're get, you're recreating the buffalo wing right. with that sauce. Right. It's definitely a McDonald's twist on it. I mean, I'm, I'm not hating on McDonald's. I know a lot of people do. I think it's, it's great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's the best variety. Sure, I, it's not the greatest. No, I, I think McDonald's gets a lot of crap. But, you know, if you look at consistency, you know, knowing what you're going to get. Now, when you go international, it gets a little weird. I guess I'm talking about the... Uh, the States, but, um, I like that I can wake up and have an egg McMuffin and I know exactly what I'm getting anywhere I go, you know, and, and I, their, their breakfast. I mean, honestly, if, if I had to pick one or the other, I'd probably pick their breakfast more so than anything else. Oh yeah. But the egg um, McMuffin it's hard phenomenal. to beat the standard one. Yeah. They always try to distract you with the sausage, but I, you know, straight, straight egg McMuffin for I me. And it blows my mind how the egg McMuffin is more expensive than the sausage. egg McMuffin. It doesn't blow my mind. I'm a marketer. <laughs> well i mean you'd think that because of the sausages uh, it's bigger it's a bigger patty by weight it, you know yeah but i it, guess logic it would say hey this is going to be more expensive than the little slice of ham yeah no no you're right but the reality is people are willing to pay for it that's all that matters i, I would yeah. i would i would venture to say cost wise you're you're spot on I, I mean i don't know i would say they're so close i mean we're talking about pennies on these things and Speaking you, of the you got to pay full full rip on a egg McMuffin because they know they never oh, yeah. they never put the good old fashioned egg McMuffs on special ever. Well, the uh, the trick is I don't know if the McDonald's in uh, California does it like here in uh, Nevada, but uh, if you w- when you make your purchase, you get the receipt, and at the top, if you take the survey online, they give you a code, and this is every single time you could buy a small Coke for a dollar and you're going to get this uh, survey offer. Once you uh, complete the survey, they give you a code. It takes about a minute and uh, you can redeem that the next time you come back for either a buy one, get one free quarter pounder or egg McMuffin. Oh, okay. All right. I use the app. I don't know if you've used the app, but the app's always got stuff going like buck off or two bucks. It gets it within the range. There's always something going on. So, Oh, yeah, little little yeah. pro tips from a couple of fast food freaks, but uh, <laughs> well, speaking of the spicy nuggets, before we close yeah, yeah, this yeah. out, yep. Uh, have you tried the spicy chicken McGriddle? Uh, I have not. No, I have not. Okay, so it is uh, basically their spicy McChicken patty that you would get on their normal uh, chicken sandwich, but they put it on McGriddle bun, which is you know that sweet. Never pancake. been a McGriddle guy, man. Never. Oh, the yeah. sweet combined with the spicy is I, it's just an amazing combination you know and another fun fact is i the whole, which it's kind of like a chicken and waffles kind of vibe right now you know me you know i love both but together man i think i've had it one place one time ever and it hasn't stopped me by the way i'm chasing <laughs> the dragon but i mean i've gone to fa- fancy places i've gone to all your places in vegas and tried it i'm sure you've got one i haven't tried that's awesome Oh yeah. Um, but like you go to the, you go to the higher end places and they start putting like rosemary on it and making it more of a savory one. It's like, nah, man, I just want syrup, you know, like some, some chicken. Yeah. And I think now the first few times I had it was with like whole pieces of chicken. I think it needs to be like 
just tenders or you know what I mean, like little fried tenders. I think would be yeah, the it's best. It's got to be easy to eat. It's got to be easy to eat. Yeah, because you're picking it up and it's like, okay, well, I've basically got syrup dunked on it, and I'd rather have honey if I had to pick. So I don't know. the The chicken and waffles on paper makes so much sense for me, and it's just never, never found. I, I think I've had one good one, but even then, it was like, eh, I'll skip it next time. Yeah, yeah, because you you might get something that's really good with the uh, chicken. Like the chicken will be good. It's really hard to find somebody that can make chicken good. Right. If that's not their sole focus, I agree. Right. And it's usually like dried so you out. Get good chicken, and then the waffle sucks. Exactly. exactly. Or vice versa. Exactly. So, Josh, we have uh, brand new NBA champions. Yeah, I mean, if uh, here in Vegas, you know, they have this thing called futures or future bets. And uh, to me, this would have been the easiest one to win. I mean, who who didn't see this uh, this happening? Yeah, yeah. I mean, when they got AD, it was kind of lights out. But I will say, you're saying we, you know, who who could see it happening? And I don't know if it's just uh, sports media just trying to rile everyone up. I don't know, but I do, I do believe, and this is this is sort of cumulative from from, from that environment, but then also. Um, from just like Facebook feeds and you know all the talking heads on TV that seemed like the Clippers were kind of the favorite like not maybe in Vegas but like the favorite and I don't know if it's because they were the favorite or they just really like agitating LeBron supporters or like this this weird hate for LeBron it's I can't figure it out I, I that has to do something with it I think yeah he I know he's, he's polarizing uh, that nobody's respecting giving him. Respect. He should stop doing that. That doesn't like help him. It's yeah. It's very hard to be sympathetic, <laughs> but what I would say is yes, the Clippers on paper with Kawhi, we talked about this uh, Kawhi easily top three, top five, uh, as far as his players. Plus, I mean, he's likable. Uh, sometimes LeBron is just not that. Have likeable. you heard him laugh? <laughs> I know there's uh, like a big deal on him. Uh, His laugh is weird, but yeah, other than that, there's really nothing not to not to like about him. And and again, like you know, people are gonna say, "Oh, LeBron had a super team and all this," stuff. and it's like you have to have a super team to win in the NBA, like period. So I well, don't know why people are faulting him for that. I would say that uh, usually you have to have a super team. If you look at last year's champions, uh, the Raptors. Good point, uh, but they, they only they it, didn't have a super team. Yeah, but every but, uh, uh, but they had the best player at that time. I think. Yeah, but playing. what's his face was out. Splash Brother, uh, he was out last year, so they weren't playing a fully stacked um, Warriors team. Right. I think the if Warriors, the three headed dragon was in full effect, they would have smoked them. Yeah, the Warriors are. Uh, you know, I was looking back uh, at the finals and the final champions. And it looks like the Warriors are pretty much dominant over the like the last five years. It's, they're kind of like the Buffalo Bills that win. Yeah, right. <laughs> they're always in it. Uh, now, I don't fault them. This, the the '90s Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I I don't I don't fault them. You know, like the, they stacked their team through the draft, and then they added you know Durant. So, like that year was a little ridiculous. Like if you're gonna point to anything, I think there's two times. You know, with the Bosch. Uh, the Bosch and uh, LeBron and D Wade that was super stacked, and then you know when you have like three All Stars, like good God, and then they did it, you know. Yeah, yeah, and I I think that if uh, KD didn't go down with injuries the previous year, I don't know if the Raptors are winning that championship. They don't. 
They just don't. And and the Raptors this year reminded me of, or last year reminded me of the Heat this year. Right. Like they're awesome. They overachieved in a lot of ways. They didn't have like the mega superstar three-headed monster that's needed. I mean, at least need two guys minimum nowadays. And I, I, I don't know. I, I think you take them out. Um, I mean, we'll never know. And so well, the rumor, it, yeah, the rumor is that uh, I heard that Kawhi was trying to recruit Jimmy Butler to the Clippers. Yeah, he was trying to sign it. with the Heat. Yeah, he tried to get AD too. Oh. Yeah, so. and, and if he and, and LeBron tried to get Kawhi, that would have been crazy. Like, why even play the season if that happened? Yeah, just give it to him. So another another big thing coming out of this is people are believing that this championship needs to have an asterisk. Uh, so I I agree because I think it was shortened. I don't know. I don't think they played all eighty two games. But, no, they, they definitely didn't play all the Okay, games. yeah, so whatever it was, I think it deserves one for that. But as far as, like, the championship is concerned, I I think, to me, this was the most remarkable championship maybe ever, um, mainly because you got to look at, like, first of all, these guys had to, you know, sit out for whatever it was, three, four months, not knowing what their future was, stay in shape, and I know it's their job and all that stuff. But then once it, like, restarted you know, body clock wise, all that stuff, it's gotta be weird, you know, cause these guys have been grinding and they know when they're playing. And then to be put in this bubble, which kudos the NBA, they just said tonight there were zero positive COVID tests. I didn't know that. I figured like, I don't know, a trainer or someone would have slipped one by, but, um, but I would argue this is, this is harder than a regular championship because you are, um, you know, kind of you're in this bubble. You can't go do your normal things. Yeah. These guys are millionaires and you know, they can't go on their yachts and their, you know, their, their nice cars and all that and sleep in their own beds. And listen, I mean, if you were a team that was trying to squeak in, um, you know, what, are, what incentive is there for you to, to play your heart out when you know, you could just go home. I, I wonder how many guys were actually like homesick and all that stuff and, and fought through that or had, family members sick with COVID at home or other shit going down. You know what I mean? Well, I I'm from the, I'm from the school of thought where I do believe it's an asterisk. I think that, uh, you know, you're talking about these guys being in a bubble. They get the opportunity to solely focus on their craft, on this game, on the importance of uh, the, the playoffs. But is that how life really works? I don't, Without I don't. <laughs> distraction. Yeah. Ah. I mean, stuff is did, stuff is going on, man. There's stuff going on in people's lives. I don't know. Oh, absolutely. But if you look at, you know, how long they were in the bubble uh, versus think, was uh, it ninety so, days for the winners? Right. It was about three months. Right. And I'll I'll give you an example, uh, something to compare it to. So let's say a young man enlists into the Marine Corps. Right, they go away for twelve weeks for boot camp, and then they go into Marine combat training (MCT) or uh, uh, School of Infantry. I mean, pretty much they're gone around the same amount of time before they're able to be like a normal person. You know, go have some Burger King or some McDonald's or whatever. Sure. Talk to you know, see their parents. Right. And what I can say is these guys are willing to do it. They, they, they're able to focus because any normal person thrown into that they you know, like, uh, you know, you, I, I have you roll out of bed and you go out there and do one of their days of training. You're not going to be able to do it because you haven't been, uh, in that system or in that process building up to it. 
And I think that these players, um, you know, we talk about, hey, they're away from their family, they're away from their normal life. I mean, there's, let's 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 get realistic here. A lot of people nowadays, their life is, you know, ninety percent of it is spent on their phone. Yeah, and, that's a good point. It's a good point. You know, so I, I like your military example. I, I would just say that, you know, that was the first time that that they had done that, and those people hadn't had a taste of, you know going back to the real world and then having it all taken away from them and then put back in. Like no one's going to compare how difficult military life is, which, which you know, full well. Um, yeah. I mean, and, and I, I I mean you is, could take that angle with these guys. I'm not going to do that. I, I just, you know, like no I, one's questioning how much more challenging that is, but I get what well, you're saying. It should give them the, focus. Uh, it should give them focus. I agree with yeah, that. And we're talking about the asterisk. But you know, but you know, all right, let's, let's talk like real stuff here. Like, you know, the wife is calling or, or the husband, you know, whatever the, whatever floats your boat, you know, but they're calling and like, we're really needing you at home. We're really missing you at home. Your brother's screwing up. Your kid's screwing up. Your grandfather's sick. And really there's nothing they can do about it. And then there just becomes this, like, I'm experiencing it being in my house, you know, again, you could go, (laughs) oh, well, they're they're getting paid millions. I know we could, everyone can table all that. I get it. Well, regardless and that the raises money, their it's... tolerance level. Well, I mean, they're getting paid the same. Like, you know, like I said, a guy could pull some Olay bullshit and just lose and get out of there. That's the part for me. It's like, well, then you could argue, well, these guys wouldn't get to that level if they didn't have that kind of drive, which is, yeah. fa- which is, and fair I don't, too. I don't believe that. Did you, uh, were you able to, you catch... don't think any one of these guys on any one of these teams, like tank to a little bit just to get the hell out of there. Absolutely not. Because, all right. Even the even the role players that aren't the subconsciously though I don't know that could just subconsciously they're like I just want to get out of here man I think uh, like for regular people they might be that way but like I said these guys are where they are in life because of their their mental strength I would say or their ability not I mean some of it has to do with their their uh, God-given physical attributes. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, let me Six ask you this. Seven. So why does it deserve an asterisk, asterisk if, if, if everyone had those same conditions to play by then? Well, because... Because uh, you're saying I, they're more focused. And it's like, okay, well, let's go with that argument. They're all yeah, just because, as focused. Uh, so why was it team, easier for the Lakers to win than anyone yeah, else? Yeah, not every team got a chance to compete. And What do you mean? Well... You know, over a full season, I mean, there's, what, 80-something games? And over a full season, a team maybe uh, has a chance to build their way up to make it to the playoffs, and they have that uh, like that Cinderella story. Yeah, but it, it, it puts an importance on playing well all season and not just the last ten minutes. Oh, I agree. I agree. But it's it, if it's not the same, it can't be the same. If that makes sense, that's why you got to put an asterisk. No, I agree. I'm saying. People are just, I'm putting an asterisk on it, and they're not even saying exactly why. You know, it's like, yes, it was a shortened season. That's fine. It was a shortened season. Right. But uh, if you go back during like, quarantine, players had chances to rehab their injuries. Whereas, uh, you know, that their team would be taking losses during an active season while they're out. But now, because, uh, you know, they're, they're injured, they're, everybody's on quarantine, everybody's getting to uh, recoup their injuries. And I'm not saying that it's not equal across the board there, but uh, some p- players are are worth more than others. Yeah, but 22 of the 32 teams played in this thing. Right, right. And, and listen, I 
I hear you, but I feel like they they made a few exceptions. They they allowed a play in thing, which was really cool. I think they had the be- they did the best they could work with. And then let's just be realistic: these teams that weren't in there, none of those guys are going anywhere near the Lakers or the Clippers or any of these guys. Well, and and this is what I would say, in my opinion. And by the way, they played seventy two or seventy three games, depending on the team. So we're talking about ten game difference. Yeah, if the if, if it was like half, I could get with you on that one, but it's it's not. You know, it's seven. If the Rockets had won, no asterisk. <laughs> See that, <laughs> and that's and that's exactly what I was building to. And I know you're you're joking, but like that's that is that's my point, right? It's it's the LeBron haters pretty much just coming out, or you know, just I don't know haters. Yeah, in, I mean, in I, don't, I don't hate the guy. I think no, that, but I mean, this is these are that's why people are crying asterisk. But do example, I, I want to see somebody else win? Yeah, if the Heat do I won, see a team East compete. Yeah, well, yes. if the Heat, if the Heat would have won, there wouldn't have been any of this, and that's kind of my case. That's that's yeah. it. Yeah. And and I dare just, I say the Clippers? And it's like I get it. They want to hate on people for being successful, but if you look at LeBron James, outside of you know maybe he whines a little bit on fouls, and so did Jordan every time. In fact, they made rules for him, like internally. <laughs> um, and then his big speech about when he left, like those are like two little blemishes. But you gotta, you gotta give him credit. Like squeaky clean, no record, no misconduct, no nothing. And I know that should be expected from these guys, but let's face it, it's not. And uh, great role model, does a lot of community stuff more so than anybody else. Starting small businesses, like I just, I don't understand all the hate. And I know people love comparing things because it's fun and it draws ratings and all that. But for my money, just because I've watched more of him, mainly in the playoffs, I'll be honest. But I, I the way he just carries teams, and particularly that one Cavs team where they had absolutely no one but but Kevin Love, I think maybe. Well, they had uh, Kyrie. Not that year. That was the year he left. Oh. Yeah, like he dragged me, you. And like a chair, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was, that was the most incredible carry job I've ever seen in my life. So for that, for my money, he's, he's the best that that's ever done it. Um, and you know, yeah, he didn't convert on all of them. And even if he did and anyone, 10 people that are dead set on Jordan being the best would be like, well, you know, the competition's not as good. You know, it's like, well, you guys just fouled each other a lot <laughs> and smokes and drank beers. Well, the game has changed. Yeah, I know. But these guys are animals today and i'm not saying they weren't back then but these guys are just like like you said i mean it's evolved but then so is the the science and the medicines evolved and like yeah i don't i don't know as physical as it was but that has more to do with the rule and i would argue it is as physical i watch this now you can't get away with like if you clothesline somebody back in the day like a mikhail straight up off the ropes (laughs) i think the 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 fine mason charcoal perfect perfect example the the fines for that kind of stuff um, are much greater now. You know, there would be like brawls everywhere all the time. Not like to the level of hockey, but, you know, a couple good ones a year, a couple good scuffles. And I think the guys would be out of game, two games. You do that now, it's like a million dollars out for the season because everybody's crying online. You know what I mean? So those pressures are there. And so the guys don't do it as much because, and it's smart of the league to enforce that because they want a squeaky clean image. But I think it has more to do with that. I think these guys are just as tough. I think they bang just as hard. Well, we'll never know except. Uh, yeah, you can't ever do that. Yeah. <laughs> you can't ever. <laughs> so anyways, that's that's the playoffs. Any more takes on that? I mean, I, I look, I thought the, the, the level of play was amazing. Like it was awesome. Yeah. Like yeah. some of those games I mean, were incredible. 
it's certainly, playoffs are always uh, good though. It's definitely uh, entertaining. Uh, I think for me, uh, you know, I'm always looking forward to like uh, getting back to normal and seeing a normal season and a normal playoffs and a normal final. Let's uh, let's face it. Next year, it's going to be the Warriors in the finals. It always is. Maybe. I don't know. They've lost so much, though. I, I personally, I I would love to see uh, the Durant Kyrie versus LeBron and company. That the storylines are incredible there. Yeah, I mean, the ease to produce something. It is uh, kind of getting old. Seeing the West uh, dominate. <laughs> yeah, they're like the NFC of. <laughs> remember when NFC was crushing everybody every year in football? Yeah. Cool. Cool. All right, so uh, sort of the main event. Um, it, look, I mean, everybody's talking about this now, but uh, the boys, the boys season two just wrapped. Um, we didn't really discuss with each other that we were fans of the show until recently, I don't think. Um, should have figured because we're into largely the same stuff, but um, somebody turned me on to it, and so I kind of want to start there. Um, look, everybody goes in depth and does reviews. I kind of want to do things a little bit differently. I want to talk about the boys and it's something I mentioned to you. I just said someone mentioned it to me. They had to, because I don't think people are cruising Amazon prime TV or what. See, I don't even, I honestly don't even know what it's called. Um, like they, yeah, do, like it, they do Netflix. Just, so Amazon rebranded it. I remember what's it called. So it's called Amazon prime now because it, it was, uh, that's the channel. Okay. I, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's the app that you download. Okay, so it's the very same name as video. Okay, that makes sense. And what happened was, you know, I think I don't know how many millions of people subscribe. Let's just let's just start there. Let's just for yeah, we don't have to look it up, but let's just start right there. So let's say like, and again, making these numbers up. Let's say there's 50 million uh, Netflix subscribers, and then let's say there's a hundred million. Amazon Prime customers that take advantage of the service on Netflix, right? Right. It's hundred percent free. It's well, right. It's included with your exactly. So this streaming service is included with Prime. I would argue that the installation base, the people, the awareness, etc. And I know they've been pushing it. I know they've been pushing it. But I guarantee, I don't have stats. We should probably do research for this sort of thing. But yeah. but <laughs> <laughs> but follow me. I don't even have to look. That's how confident I am. There are more daily users on it. Would you guess that? I mean, if you had to bet a hundred bucks, would you guess oh, yeah. more? Okay. You know, if uh, people are using Netflix because Netflix is the McDonald's, right? It's the Ford, whatever, you know, whatever brand you want to say did it first, you know, they're, it's, the, it's it is the, uh, incumbent the way maker. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it's basically the trailblazer for this streaming revolution that, uh, I mean, quite frankly, I'm a big fan of it. No, I, I like it. I, I like variety. I like choices. But um, so so the reason I want to start there is this show is getting buzz and it's doing well and it's people are starting to catch up. Could you imagine what a monster this would be if it was on Netflix, though? I mean, like I'm talking. What was the last monster? Probably Stranger Things it was a monster, right? Stranger Things, uh, I think. Orange is the New Netflix, Black uh, struck you know, gold on that. Yeah, that was uh, Orange is the New Black was kind of the first one as far as TV stuff. Oranges of the New Black, excellent. Uh, you know, I, I've watched the first season with that. Same thing with Stranger Things. The sad thing is, they fall. I haven't off. even finished season two. I can't. Stranger Things two. I get to like two or three, and I just drop out. It gets too, 
too weird yeah. for me. Uh, Orange is the new. I think there's like six, and I made it to four, and I'm like, oh, okay, same thing again. It kind of, it, yeah, it kind of fell off. Um, but yeah, it's yeah. kind of hit or miss with Netflix uh, original programming. I mean, yeah. they're doing the right thing by not relying on these other uh, uh, media companies. Exactly. So I I didn't want to deviate too much from it, but I just wanted to bring that point up. Like, could you imagine? And and you can kind of oh, tell yeah. by like I mean, well, ne- like people Netflix are talking the, about uh, it. But uh, like I mean, like it's the conscience of America. Like everyone's talking about the this one thing. Um, well, well the, think the, about Tiger King. That's what Tiger I mean. If that was on Prime, yeah, eh. yeah it probably wouldn't. Uh, no, you know, maybe uh, seven. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, anyway, I just wanted to bring that up because I think this has got a long runway. People are going to get caught up more so, um, and <laughs> they've got what two years? It sounds like they're not going to resume filming till. 21 and who knows when the next season is i heard someone saying the gap might be as great as the last uh season of game of thrones <laughs> so really yeah there could be quite the gap here so we might have to uh buckle in and wait but um yeah so let's get into um season two just high level i mean ultimately people are going to compare season one versus season two was there one that was clearly better for you Definitely season one for me. I know that uh, when I when I found out about the boys, uh, ne- uh, I, I was about to say Netflix, uh, Amazon. I uh, really did it. It was marketed very well. It, it seemed like they really you, did push that. I'll give you that. Yeah, you'd watch it on YouTube, and they've got their ad running before the video somewhere in the middle. Uh, you, you know, you're watching uh, Thursday night. And the ads playing, and, it, and you know there was a guy that I worked with that read the graphic novels, and it, I mean his excitement really turned me on to it. So I couldn't wait, and so when season one came out, I uh, I watched the first episode, and you know, I'm assuming you watched it as well. Yeah, I did that first opening scene with A Train. <laughs> yeah. Oh, on I mean, season one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it hooked oh. me right there. Well, it hooked me because it was like, that's wild. But then I was like, eh, the arms look kind of cheap. But I was like, I'll, I'll give it a minute. Like, I know now from experience, although there's one show I do want to talk to you about that everyone says is the greatest and I just couldn't make. I, I, anyways, I give things about three episodes, I think, to, to fully di- di- fully digest it. Um, And that is Breaking Bad. For whatever reason, dude, I can't get past like four episodes on that. I just can't. Oh, you have to. It's probably the greatest TV series. See, ever. for me, that's like Sopranos, but you know, oh, I can't. I can't on. do it. I know Breaking Bad's out there, so I'll, I'll convince you. That's I'll something. That's something I gotta. That's something I gotta go through. But um, anyways, I tell people give it three, even if it's like I absolutely hate it. It's like, well, that many people can't be wrong unless it's a straight marketing push. And you know, this was pushed with the marketing, sure. But it had to hold up, and boy, did it ever. Um, <laughs> yeah, I got to say that, you know, season one. I, it's hard to beat season one, man, just because yeah, it was watched, like such a I fresh take. the final episode of season one, I was very sad that it was over with. I wanted more. Season uh, two, now, in ways, season two was superior. The acting was better uh, by far. Yep. The performances by the actors were, and we can go into that here in a little bit, were way better but i did find myself wanting 
to get to the end because it, there was some filler episodes. There were some episodes that drug. And yeah, just, the middle was, was rough. Hard to watch. The middle was a little rough. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So well, let's, I mean, let's talk about uh, some of these characters. Yeah. So, I mean, man, I, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and say this. Cause uh, you know me, I like to like <laughs> just throw out hot takes and how I'm feeling in the moment. But like I hear Walter white and again, I can't, can't do it. Right. And and maybe Tony Soprano's in that conversation, right. Of like the greatest TV characters of all time. You've heard those two names mentioned, right? Right. But I got to say, man, Homelander after two series, um, Anthony star. Um, Oh yeah. D- Anthony star. If, if <laughs> like, I mean, probably don't know who he is. No, no, this is his star making, uh, performance. Yeah, if you had Cinemax, uh, there was a show that they had on there called Banshee. Yeah. Like it's is, making me want to go back, but, but, yeah. but my point is like he, he to me is already a top five and climbing character his, of all time yeah, his performance i can't imagine homelander played by anyone else a graphic novel out prior to the series but i can't imagine anyone else as homelander yeah i agree i like wouldn't you say you were born for this like this guy was born for this and so for anyone that happens to be listening to this there's probably going to be some spoilers but um if, if you're already a fan then you already know but um, oh yeah, Ho- uh, Homelander. Preface this with uh, spoiler alert: If you haven't finished uh, season one or two, please stop listening now. <laughs> yeah, watch them. Come back. But to me, Homelander. So so just to describe the character of Homelander is like basically at the surface he's a Superman type, right? He's a direct knockoff of Superman. But the reality, yeah, all, the, all the heroes or characters, right? It's all marketing. This right is basically a copy of a mainstream comic book superhero. Right, like Queen Queen Maeve is Wonder Woman. Uh, Clearly, a, Wonder Woman. A trains the Flash. The Flash. Uh, the, deep, uh, the Deep. Aquaman. Aquaman, and so on. Right. So there's a lot of characters. Who's Black Noir supposed to be? They say Batman, but. Mm. I disagree. Yeah, I he's a little he's, quieter than he's Batman. More of a like a super ninja. Yeah, <laughs> he's kind of his own thing. Yeah, and then Starlight, Captain Marvel. I I don't know who she's supposed nah, to be. No, I mean she can't fly. Right. <laughs> I mean her, her she's rendered powerless if there's no electricity around. Right. Which I didn't. Know she has like excitement didn't. eyes. That's pretty much what she has. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They didn't even touch upon that in the first uh, season. Yeah. And we didn't learn about the fact that she could be uh, neutered, I guess. Yeah. By not having electricity around. That was until like the next to the last episode. Yeah. It was interesting. Um, So one character I struggle with, but I finally started liking (laughs) is Billy butcher. I, I just, I, I don't know, man, he wasn't doing it for me. In fact, Whenever it left the superheroes, um, or yeah, whenever it left the soups world, who are actually the villains in reality, most of them, I don't know, man. When it got into that dark dungeon, I was always like where the boys hang out. They're always in the dark. And I'm always like, man, I want to go back to that other world. It was crazy. It was awesome. You know, like right. he, he's good and all. And it, he finally got through to me where I'm like, all right, this guy's awesome. But it took like one and a half seasons. Like I, I'm not saying he's not good and all that stuff, but I would just say like my hype levels died down for their scenes 
And it's weird. It's well, called the boys because to me, it's about the the seven, which is you know the seven. So when we talk about Anthony Starr's performance as Homelander, I would say that clearly, you know, like you were saying, it's uh, one of the top performances as a TV character. I'm not there. I'm nowhere near there. But I respect your opinion. But I could see a lot of guys this gruff tough guy pissed off gimmick it's been done a million times he's good at it i'm just saying this homelander thing that was crazy and maybe that's because of the character but i mean and the guy's oh, pulling Carl urban uh i want to say is he australian they all are who who knows <laughs> <laughs> like i heard yeah, starlight bust out i'm like what all right, yeah he's he's a he's from new zealand so that's fine you know, he does an amazing british accent yeah i the accent sure I don't, i'm just I mean, talking about uh, that character like the the rogue doesn't give a shit hates everyone guy you know right. like i've seen that it's not a knock on him per se it's just i've seen that character before but he's not the worst character i don't think no nah, you're gonna say huey <laughs> but huey made a comeback this year too which is interesting like i am kind of into the boys now almost as much as i am the superheroes if that makes sense Oh yeah, I mean they've got great characters. I mean, like I'm at, like they all like I, yeah. I. To be clear, I didn't dislike the boys part of the show. Um, the good guys. It just I don't know for whatever reason I was like, give me more of like the deep <laughs> doing stuff with with uh, sea creatures sexually. Like I think that's funny, <laughs> you know. Like well, just his uh, hitter in general, very underrated. I mean, when they would show him. You know, he where it uh, exiled to not Cleveland. It was uh, Cedar Rapids, I think. Uh, the Deep, yes. And so the yeah. Deep had gotten in trouble. That's something I want to ask you. So I need to go back on season one. I need to do a double watch of all these. Right. He basically, so Starlight joined, and he like forced himself on her, sort of, or he did, and then. Did that go to completion or what, what happened there? And then what led to him being banished? I forget exactly. Right. It was something uh, to do with that. I mean, he sexually assaulted her and so she, she resisted or did he use his power? She felt like it he was used one his of power. those, uh, like casting couch type things where, you know, the, the big controversy in Hollywood now is okay. People are saying like, Hey, I was, uh, you know, so it was rapey, but it wasn't flat out like, well, no, I mean, she didn't want to do it. But she felt like, hey, you know what? I want to get to this, uh, the seven, or I want to be part of this group. It's the pinnacle of all these heroes. Got it. Okay. And if I don't, I'm out. Right. And she didn't, she didn't know. She was brand new. She didn't know the deep had no power. Right. Okay. So, so what? She ratted on him and that was it? Or was there something else? Yeah. Well, you, do you remember he was trying to free that? The dolphin? And. And uh, he ended up, uh, I don't know if he got, he stopped suddenly in the dog or the windshield and then got rubber. <laughs> yeah. It, it was, uh, it, that was probably the funniest, them top five yeah, of hilarious. the whole series of the whole series. Yeah. Well, just like uh, this in season two, when, you know, the giant will like tries to block the, the boys Yeah. in, in the deep is standing on them, you know, very uh, valiantly. And they just uh, gun the boat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. So the deep is cool. Um, I 
I mean, he's always been goofy, but they they kind of stiflered him a little bit this year, this yeah, season. Definitely. And so a stiffler to it me, worked, for, for those of you who don't know what a stiffler is, basically it's like you take something that was funny in season one or in American Pie's case, the first uh, movie, and you're like, oh, people like this guy. Well, let's crank this up. And it's like, that's cool, but... You know, I mean, they didn't overdo it because he wasn't in a million scenes, but him just acting, you know, like a moron was just tenfold. But I'll tell you the biggest pop, the biggest one of the biggest laughs of the season for me is um was episode uh, seven, the, the head smasher in the courtroom <laughs> episode. Oh, yeah. So he's watching it on TV and everyone's heads are exploding and he checks his own head <laughs> like it was a one second thing. But he's like physically grabs like is my head still there? Okay, cool. Like that was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, that was. Uh, and again, these are nitpicks, by the way. Like I, I love all of it. I just those are. I don't know. It's it's easier for me to talk about what I like by just I guess pointing out some of the stuff I don't right, like. So right. let me ask you this: who who's the weakest sort of main character? Like when they come on the screen, you're like, oh god. Is there anyone like that for you? Oh man, you know I gotta say probably Huey. I feel like, uh, yeah, he's just a downer man. Is it me or like facially? He looks like four. It maybe is 45. I don't know, but I feel like he's supposed to be a younger guy, but he just like, and I know that's weird. That's an aesthetic sort of complaint, but like he looks weathered and I don't know if that's like because of what he's going through or what, but he looks rough. I don't know. Yeah. I would say either him or queen Maeve. Um, you know, you don't get too much out of her. She had some, uh, she did have a redemption scene. I agree. They, they talk more about her preferences than anything. And then, yeah. if, and if, and then like, so leading, but that was all for comedy too, though. No, it was, but if I had to, if, so this came up on a forum today. What's the thing you dislike most about the show? Not like a character per se, but is, is there anything overarching that you dislike? Uh, what I would say is the it. I mean, it's painfully obvious that uh, these superheroes could, you know, the so the boys are their nemesis, right? And these superheroes are so powerful. Yeah. Well, that's a big problem. Yeah. They could take them out without even thinking about it. Like, you know, in the fifteen minutes while they're waiting for their lunch to arrive at the table. <laughs> They could, because they could just fly their laser eye on and out. But we know that they're not going to do that because then the show's over with. <laughs> right. Well, at least at least there's stakes now, and then and Homelander knows there's like videos of him doing some stuff that could get leaked. So maybe. Right. So I mean, that's a little bit, but it's like, well, he, and I guess you can't quote unquote burn a tape because everything's in the cloud. I'm going to assume they operate under the same sort of rules we do. My complaint, besides like suspending disbelief, because you kind of have to for the whole thing, and I hear you on that completely, and I agree with it. The politics were like crazy this year. Like they leaned. It's like it's it's one thing to lean into it because it's relevant to what's going on now, and they're kind of poking fun. But like I don't know, man. I watch this stuff to escape, and then we just we kind of got hit with like Trump fest during this. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's it was uh, a bit heavy handed for me. I think that. People can't help themselves. It's a it's a way to express themselves and show how clever they are. And you're right. It to me watching these things, it's an escape. 
you know, there's 50 other channels that are yeah, like reference it, but right. I look, I just left Twitter where everybody hates each other and is, you know, who's right, who's wrong on, on certain issues. And, and now it's on this show that I love. I don't know. Like, like I said, the tongue in cheek, some of it was funny, but it's like, well, you can clearly see where these writers are aligned, like no doubt. And what sucks right. is I bet a lot of people on the show don't have the same beliefs, but they have to kind of go along with it. I don't know. Well, and then they're trying to be preachy and it's like the most effed up show ever. <laughs> it's so right. weird. Well, uh, who is it? Uh, is it Seth Rogen? Who's one of the producers? Yeah, exactly. And, uh, what I can say is, you know, me, I'm a very, by nature, very conservative person, but you know, I'm going to watch what entertains me. I know there's yeah. a lot of people that I know that aren't really pleased with sports nowadays. Right. But yeah, I have a friend who's not watching yeah, pro sports. I'm, um, I'm not going to let them steal my joy. Right. You know, because you know what? Don't watch the beginning of uh, the game or whatever. If you, if you have a problem with somebody kneeling or whatever, don't sure. watch it. Sure. But when they start, when that, the, the kickoff goes, you know what? I forget all about that. They're not talking about it. They're just playing. And See, they're not, but then Nike's running ads. Yeah. And, and you just gotta, you gotta look at it for what it is. Yeah, I know. You I know, know, like you were saying. Yeah, like it's. I, said, I don't want to get political. No, we don't have to. But like, look, I, I'm a marketer, also, right? I'm a sales guy. I'm a marketer, and like, a lot of this stuff, even if those aren't the their actual beliefs, their popular beliefs or whatever, or they know they're, you know, they have more of an army that can retweet this kind of stuff or what? You know what I mean? And it's like, who knows what the real motivation is? I just wish it was left out. Well, I think uh, for them, it's obviously gaining viewership. Oh yeah, and, for sure. Uh, they're taking an opportunity. I mean, it's not over to, over the top. No. Uh, but they're taking. An but it was above. It was over. above being tastefully done, particularly in the last few episodes. Like it was heavy, heavy into it. Like right, lots right. of scenes. It was a bit much. But they also did uh, feature. You know, they're showing the uh, that senator or whatever, and uh, you know, kind of behind the curtains or what we think goes on. Why they why decisions are made. Uh, Victoria Newman. Uh, no, the uh, what was the guy that they blackmailed in season one? Because uh, um, they were talking about giving uh, Compound V to the police and military. Roberts, uh, Robert Singer, Secretary of Defense? Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Or Senator Calhoun. I don't know. I'm just looking this up. <laughs> there's <laughs> there's so many names. Yeah, he's not even on the But either way, in, I get it. By the it. way, he was in Breaking Bad. Okay. Oh, oh. good heritage. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as far as like second tier, so I, we all agree, like as far as like second tier kind of characters, um, I'm more into Frenchie than I was before, but I think it's because they gave a good backstory this season. Um, right. He... The Kamiko characters coming around a little bit. Like I like that they're developing their B characters. Um, and then MM is just like, and that's, you know, mother's milk. He's just solid. He's been solid to me. He was flat. Like he was good in one. He's good in two, you know, nothing crazy, but I feel like they did, uh, push grow Frenchie and Kamiko a bit more. Yeah. Uh, mother, mother's milk, uh, Laz Alonzo. He's, you know, in several shows that I like, uh, great character, uh, plays a tough guy. Um, I love how he's wearing like the old school, uh, rap groups, t-shirts, yeah. like, 
Like every scene, he's got a different one on. And I think that's cool. It's kind of a cool gimmick. Oh, that's um, cool. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I like that. And his banter is good. Um, and then I guess I would say, I think the way they've handled, and they haven't stifflered somebody, um, this is the perfect way to not stiffler somebody, is Black Noir. Um, the use of him is phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. They So season one, you remember the scene where he, he basically pushes the uh, piano player away yeah. and takes over. And it's just so out of character because this guy's like the hardcore killer. <laughs> yeah. And you know, they're, they're trying, it's, it's comedy relief. Sure. And then they show that scene in, in the beginning of uh, season two where he takes out that super terrorist. I'm saying, no, I agree. Like we can get into the specific scenes. I'm saying their usage of them, like in across two episodes, he's had, I don't know, five minutes of screen time total? Maybe? Oh, yeah. Like, well, season one, he fought uh, Kamiko. Yep. And destroyed her. Right. Um, but in general, you know what I mean? Like, he's kind of the um, Boba Fett of this, right. I think. Right. Hey, you know what? That is a great <laughs> comparison uh, because he's cool. I think they could have done better on his uh, uniform or his outfit, specifically his headgear. I, I'm not digging that. <laughs> It reminds me of uh, Snake Eyes. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe that's who he is. I don't know. But um, I just, I really um, appreciate the restraint on not sort of over pushing Black Noir. Um, the thing that they did this season that uh, was noticeable was when he went after the boys and uh, Butcher was basically threatening or they, trying to make a deal. Yeah. They zoomed in on his chest and there was a camera. Oh, did you see that? Did you notice that? No, and then, no. Uh, I'll have to Stan do Edgar, I'll played to... by uh, Giancarlo Esposito, great actor, also in Breaking Bad, also on Mandalorian. Yeah, he's a, he's dude. He's on like the two best shows going right now. Yeah, he's amazing. He's an amazing actor. Uh, the fact that they scored him, you know, just lends to the credibility of this this uh, this TV show. Yep. But yeah, so basically, what you are taught now is or what you've learned is black noir is a company guy he is the right hand or the uh he's the muscle he's the muscle for stan edgar who basically yeah is the ceo of vaught right so not to spoil anything but uh, i mean it's already out there if you're a fan you've probably uh, perused through the the uh hold on i don't know where you're going with this i don't want to hear anything Okay. Yeah, if it's not something that was on the show, I do not want to hear it at all. Okay. Um, so here's an interesting fact. Um, so Stan Edgar, and I think it's he's talked about so much, but he's only been in five total episodes, which is crazy because he right. carries so much weight. Um, f- for example, like he's been in as many episodes as Victoria Newman, which he's had, you know, more prominence. Um, obviously, uh, carries a lot of weight. But um, that's an interesting, fun fact. Um, and then Black Noir, the saying he's been in every single episode. And I know sometimes he's just kind of chilling, which, again, makes it really cool. Again, very Boba. Boba's hanging in the... Once you know who he is, you kind of see him in the background. So I'm anxious to do a double watch. Um, I guess let's get into... Um, 
Let's get into Victoria Newman. That was the the big reveal at the end of season two. Um, she ended up being the um, the head popper, and yeah, there was a so swerve they- that was done. Um, the episode before that, so Vaught has this um, insane asylum, basically, right? It's kind of like the Arkham Asylum. Is that kind of fair? Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Um, there was a big outbreak there, um, a riot, right? A jail riot, whatever you want to call it, prison break. Well, basically, uh, Lampladder. We also got introduced to Lampladder. That's true. Was she was awesome. In season one. She fit right in to this whole mess. Yeah. Or no, yeah, I'm sorry. So I was thinking of Stormfront. We haven't talked yeah, about no, Stormfront. Lampladder is uh, played by, what's his name? He, he's, he's in everything. He's awesome. Yeah, he was an Iceman yeah. and uh, X-Men. Oh, Sean Ashmore. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. Uh, not Didn't see that coming. Uh, <laughs> but as soon as I saw him, I was like, okay, he's going to be somebody important because he's a fairly recognizable actor. Right. And so, yeah. The Hell of a run. Was, what do you have, like two, three episodes? He was awesome. <laughs> yeah. I mean. I was sad to see him go, honestly. It was bizarre that he was addicted to porn. During the daylight. And not yeah. doing anything. And he's Which, watching it like it's a regular TV show. <laughs> with a guy. Making everybody else uncomfortable. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, that was hilarious. Uh, yeah, so Sean Ashmore, Lamplighter, he catches the boys trying to sneak out. He sees Frenchie, he recognizes him. And we learn from the backstory that he was basically being uh, blackmailed. by. They had him. smoke before. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so when he tries to basically kill them, he misses and it ends up freeing that, uh, that one patient that has the ability to, was it Claire or Carol or I don't know what her name was. I remember I'm trying to figure it out. So anyways, one of the, one of the patients or whatever you want to call them there. Yeah. I guess they'd be patients had this skill of just like, you know, their, their superpower was basically just popping heads within a certain um, popping bodies, popping body. Oh, it wasn't heads. Yeah, she would just look at him and, and boom. Demolish. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Cindy is the name. Cindy. I know it's close. Okay. Um so Cindy Yeah, so Cindy had this skill and so within the same episode I believe was the courtroom scene and something similar happened there. So they kind of swerved you and, and made you made you think it was it was Cindy, but in in reality um it was Victoria Newman which it's interesting um if you go back to the courtroom scene and just rewatch that, you can see that it was her. It's pretty cool how they did it. Um, and I hear there's other tells in previous episodes as well, but that one in particular, if you just want to see something for like, I don't know, two minutes. Yeah. I'll have to check that out. <laughs> yeah. She, she's yeah. actually, and, and one thing I did pick up, she actually does have to look in the direction of who she's popping. Okay. So I don't think she can do behind the back pops. <laughs> so, so that was, that was interesting. Um, yeah, but that was the big reveal. And then I guess um, setting up for next season, um, Huey decides to go at it on his own and he is uh, going to go work for... Now, here's what's interesting. Um, what was her name? The government lady, uh, Grace Mallory. Right. So Man. Victoria Newman's the new czar and she's been appointed a committee to investigate soups, right? But then it looked like Huey was helping her run a campaign to be senator. I thought she was already a senator. So it looked like it was a, you know what I mean? It looked like a campaign center he was walking into. I'm confused. Right. 
well, they they appointed her as czar of right. Some they're basically somebody that keeps the soups in line. Right, right, and or regulates uh, regulates them. If you know this for a fact, don't answer it. But what what where do you think this is headed for season three? People are saying obviously the most obvious thing is she's working with Edgar and Vaught, but then a lot of people say, and I agree, it would be really cool if she was just kind of a third entity out there and we got to figure out her motivations. What, what do you, what do you think? Unless you already know, don't answer. Oh, I, I don't already know. Okay, so good. My guess is, uh, and it seems like, um, Vaught and, uh, Edgar, uh, Stan Edgar is, uh, I mean, Behind he's it. running everything. Yeah. And I feel like, I feel like he, because if you watch who is uh, selectively head popped in the courtroom, yep, it's people that can hurt. Sure. With the exception of uh, who was it, Shockwave, the other, <laughs> yeah. the Pepsi Cola of Speed guys. That was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it took me a second, um, honestly, to remember that he had that amazing race with uh, A Train. I would yeah. say. I mean, we got a we got a dose. A train's one that I guess we got just enough. I wanted a little more A train this year, just a little well, bit. I thought it was funny. Just uh, a little bit. That, you know, they had him joining that uh, that church with uh, the deep. Yeah, I liked his whole attitude, and I and it was cool. Um, like I like that he didn't just he didn't buy into it whatsoever. Like it was what it was. Like the deep kind of got into it. <laughs> the deep. <laughs> He's like, I had. Marry this woman who's weird and gives bad <laughs> blowjobs. Yeah. It's really funny. Um, yeah, I mean, this is easily the best role Chase Crawford's ever played. I mean, it's not even it's not even close. Um, he was awesome. I, I I don't know. See, I say I want more A Train, but if I got it, I probably wouldn't want it. So I I think the way they're doing this is fine. Um, just, well, we got a lot of them in season one. That's true. Yeah, we did get quite a bit. Um, trying to think anyone else. Wrote, two more characters I want to talk about that are kind of prominent. Uh, Ashley Barrett, who's kind of the, uh, the the handler, I guess, or the PR arm for the seven. What are your thoughts? Uh, I think it was pre- uh, played perfectly. Yeah, I thought she was good. Uh, y- you know, she shows strength where she can, but. She knows she could also just get fried, you know. Right, the actress who I don't know her name. But, uh, Colby uh, Minifi, and yes, yeah. I am IDBing folks because this is tough. <laughs> she, uh, <laughs> you know, she got promoted because uh, Elizabeth Shue. I do know her name. Yeah, uh, Madeline Stillwell. Yeah, yeah, she was uh, killed by Holman. She's still hot, uh, man. So Ashley Barrett, uh, man. I, How is I Elizabeth Shue? Hold on, we got to pause here. How is Elizabeth Shue still hot in 2020? I don't understand oh, this. Yeah. I mean, lighting and all that, sure, but I mean, she's hot. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. She's sixty or something. I don't know. It's amazing. I mean, she's Ralph been. Ralph he knew what he was doing. <laughs> she's been hot my entire life. That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, pretty much since I was five, and probably before yeah. that. Go ahead. Uh, no, no, I was just gonna say that uh, when I picture somebody uh, running a or being a PR manager. Yep. That's it. <laughs> you know, actually, yeah, it was like played perfectly. Putting she that above about and, the wrong thing. Exactly. You know, she wasn't, Personal issues, no way. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it didn't matter. It's uh, what's the bottom yep. line for Vaught. Yeah. Perfectly played. I 
would like to see her go out in a blaze of glory. Maybe get a little more power. Could be interesting. You know, there's a way she could get some more power. I'd like to see her amped up to the next level, and I'm sure she will be. Yeah, I don't see them uh, being able to... uh... As a stakes race, there's, there's no, who, who's going to step. I think, I think like when she gets it and she will, right. They all will. I think they'll have another handler in place. I don't know if they'll be as focused on it as this, cause this kind of will run its arc, you know? Um, and then, then they'll just have another one. I think whenever it's her time to go, um, actually, sorry, two more and then we'll, then we'll wrap up for this episode. It's been a lot of fun, man. Um, I, let's talk about Stormfront, man. Like, Actually, I want to finish with Stormfront. One more. Let's make this one quick. Becca Butcher. How was her performance? Uh, Chantel Van Santen? I don't know. Um, I thought she was good. I don't even know if it was the actress's fault, but like, um, she seemed like cool and chill and then went from like zero to a thousand a couple times. But I mean, she had some crazy stuff going on. And I guess while we're talking about her, talk about the sun too. What do you think uh, about those characters and those performances? Yeah, you know, I, I I have no problem with the performances. I think the sun, you know, it's always challenging when you get a child actor in uh, because they don't they don't necessarily know how to convey the uh, the emotions, whether physical or through lines or the you know their voice inflections. And I think that the kid that they had played, the Ryan, son. Ryan, Cameron Crevetti, Ryan. Yeah, I think he did a great job. I mean, yeah, he was fine. Uh, no complaints there. I think Becca, again, you know, she played uh, a mom. You knew her only concern was the safety of her son. Yeah. She didn't care about anything else. That's I mean, true. Not even her man, right? Yeah. yeah she was married to uh, Billy Butcher. And you know what, though? She did uh, make reference. She's like, that's my husband. Yeah, 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 no, and, but I mean, uh, like, but in general, like, you're always but, like, well, she's alive. Why didn't she reach out? It's because the priorities shifted, right? It's the it's the sun, right? And I didn't even know until, uh, you know, I didn't realize that they were. She was basically in a like a Truman Show. No, I didn't either. I think that was a late reveal. I, I mean, yeah. I I knew I knew I knew they were in some kind of protection program right but i didn't know that the whole thing was a set or whatever you know facade i I had no idea i think they kind of dropped that on us i wonder if it was revealed earlier and i missed it you know it's it's hard (laughs) like focusing on any one thing but um yeah no she's fine i just i don't there was some okay yeah there was just something about the character just like and, and you're right i mean there's not there's not anything i wouldn't do to you know protect my daughter so i i get it it's just i don't know um i mean she was right no when, she was uh, the, when butcher asked her to leave with uh, her and her son yeah and she turned him down because she thought like hey you're gonna find a way to get rid of him yeah and there was we, some cool stuff yeah yeah we see down all right you're changing my mind she was fine i don't know there's something that irked me in like right before she died i forget what it was but she, well, I mean, how did her uh how did she <laughs> like, get her neck cut yeah i don't know with all that i'll have to yeah. All right. You got uh, changed opinion. She was good. She was great. All right. All right. Um, and then let's talk about, I guess the big bad this year, as far as, uh, you know, like whatever, if Stan Edgar is, um, Emperor Palpatine, then this is the, the Darth Vader or the Darth Maul, I guess, as it were, cause it was kind of a short run, but a great one, uh, Stormfront. Right. Right. She, uh, Stormfront used to be Liberty. Um, uh, yeah. When her when her character was introduced, 
she gave off, gave off the impression that she was kind of a millennial, young, uh, hip, very knows about into social media, right? What's trending, right? Exactly, and was showing all the other soups a thing or two about gaining followings and all that good stuff. Right, and then later on, it's revealed that she's actually over a hundred years old, and uh, came Ma- married to the founder powers of basically through Voight, uh, Voight. scientists in the Nazi army. But but and also the founder of Vought. Right. She was she buried Vought. She's Vought uh, royalty. Right. What was her end game? What was what was she trying to accomplish other than to to, to gain power? Why was well, she think, trying uh, to get with uh, uh, Homelander? Like that's the only part. I'm like, what was she trying to do? Or she just wanted to team with him to, to take over, and he was the king of it. So she just wanted to align herself with him. I guess that's what it was. I don't know. Right. I think and they build touched more upon uh, her desire to. Uh, you know, racially cleanse the world. You know, they 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 weren't very overt about it. See, I I don't know if it was if if, if by race you mean um, making more well, more soups. Either. Yeah, but I don't know if she got like flat out racist. And maybe that when I know it was referenced and inferred, and I know she was racist. But I thought her mission was just to add more soups, like. Black, well, black, white, uh, or indifferent doesn't matter. Like that's what I thought her deal was. Right now, that's uh, you know that's Stan Edgar's uh, goal was to make more soups. Basically, you know he broke it down when he was having. But at the rally, Homelander and I mean maybe she was doing his bidding, but Homelander and Stormfront were saying they need more to take on the heels, the the bad soups that were coming, the villains. Yeah, and I think part of that was the like you were talking about the social commentary that the the writers were throwing in there, um, you know, because they were they were basically uh, kind of like you said tongue in cheek about the uh, closed borders. Uh, they were talking about the you know the soup terrorist or the super villains, right? And uh, uh, basically stirring everybody up and making everybody paranoid. Um, she was doing that at the bidding of uh, Stan Edgar because, like he was saying, everything's a business deal. Right. And See, I don't know uh, if for her it was business, though. Yeah, no, for her, because she... Like you said, you know, it, She yeah, even okay. made a, a comment about his race. Right. And All right, so I, maybe she was, and it flew over my head. I don't know. I I mean, yeah, they, they I, put I think, that out there pretty I think heavy. if you watch it, you're going to see that her goal is obviously the... Uh, Got a kid, man. I miss subtlety. Sorry. Uh, it's hard. <laughs> the uh, the Nazi agenda, which is uh, yeah, they pushed it a little bit. I thought they just did that to make her more heelish. I didn't know it was still like a thing. No, um, no, because uh, you know when she was dying, didn't you notice? Or did uh, she? Fun fact: they well, could they true. could they could Darth Vader if you know you never leave him alive, and you know did he yeah, laser her? Uh, did Homelander close like, the book on that? He did not. No. So she basically looked like Anakin in revenge of the Sith. And I've seen that yeah. reference, but that was my thought. Like, but she was speaking German, which shows that, uh, she was not she loopy, was, right? She was reverting to what's comfortable. What, yeah. Yeah. What's comfortable. And I think in her mind, she was playing the long game, uh, playing well, the cards that she was dealt. You hit her with some compound V though. She could get shaped back up attach some limbs. I don't think we've heard the end of Stormfront. It was a great, I mean, if that is in fact the run and that's over, cool, awesome, like amazing. But this is a comic book uh, series. No one ever really dies, ever. Um, right. Especially the if you're super. The question is, do they need another uh, villain or antagonist? 
I don't know. And and even if she and she probably will sit out season three, but you could definitely see like a four or a five show up. You know what I mean? She has to like too awesome of a character. Yeah, uh, no, she was great. Yeah. Uh, again, the the performance by the actress uh, was excellent. No complaints. Aya Cash. She, yeah, she was uh, awesome. I would say that, you know, uh, I don't know. I don't know how to say it. Uh, she she was good. She was great. She was great. So, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, man. So, The Boys, season two, million thumbs up. I I guess I got to say one was better just because it was like it opened my eyes to the whole thing. But this didn't have uh, sort of the sophomore slump. There was a little bit of a drop in the middle. But, but for me, like those episodes where it was kind of slow in the middle, that focused more on the boys. And like I said, my, my growth this year was appreciating the boys themselves more. So I'm okay with that because um, I felt like they spent more time doing some character development. And I'm always for that, even if it's a slog sometimes, um, you know, but overall, I, I thought it was great. I like how they stayed within their own rules and played with uh, like uh, they brought you, you, for a second. You thought Stillwell was back, for example. I'm like, oh, uh, I really didn't like that at all because I was like, oh, we're going to do fantasies and dreams and stuff. But turns oh, out it was a shapeshifter <laughs> you know? doppelganger doppelganger. Yeah, like that was cool. You know, they almost lost me on that. Not fully. You know, I'll forgive a lot of stuff. It's so great. But I was like, oh, man, I thought she was gone. Did I miss something? Is she super to? Oh, okay, it's a doppelganger. Yeah. Like, that was yeah. fun. So, uh, I guess Homelander was keeping him at that cabin. Yeah. Yeah, that and cabin. It's all a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that scene, um, you know, the where's my son. Yeah. Where's my son? Yeah. And those guys, I mean, if, if 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 this is real life and guys are picked to be part of a tactical team like that, I mean, you got to believe that those are those guys are really tough in real life. Sure. But compared to uh, somebody with Superman type powers, laser eyes. Uh, yeah. 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 You're, I mean, even if he doesn't use the laser, you would hope that he would use the laser eyes and nothing else. Right. Exactly. And 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 I do like that they they leaned into that. You know, like he can do. Although I would like to see him do some other stuff, right? Um, but I'm glad it's like, hey, look, if that works, get it done. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, it's uh, well, I mean, who can stop him except for himself? Exactly. They basically played to his ego, and you found you find out what makes him tick. Oh, do you is, like? Uh, sorry, do you like oh, Eagle, Eagle the Archer? Oh, <laughs> he was pretty funny. I, I didn't want to leave out Eagle. Uh, we're yeah, gonna I, see I, more of Eagle. Eagle, I couldn't, Eagle I couldn't was awesome. figure out what was up with the fresca. Yeah. Did you hear anything about that or is it just a thing they're running? I don't know. It's pretty it, funny. It was hilarious he, though because uh Eagle know, the Archer. Yeah. He was great. <laughs> Do you want a fresca? Yeah. That was awesome. Um yeah. but yeah, overall, man, I look watch it for, for what it is. It's just the most twisted sort of superhero story, but stay for Homelander, who's so magnetic, probably, like I said, already for me, one of the greatest uh, characters of all time. Um, just amazing. And it's it's easier said than done, what he's pulling off. Um, and in fact, we'll, we'll end it on Homelander too. 
they kind of baby faced him a little bit this year, you know, um, like he was despicable, pure evil. Maybe some of the Stillwell stuff before he nuked her too got you kind of feeling for him a little because of how he was raised in a, um, you know, by doctors and people, you know, experimenting on him. with her Stillwell. Yeah, like no, but you knew like there was there was some some pain there, man. But no, just the the way um, he connected with the son and. And that sort of thing, you know what I mean? Like they definitely baby faced him a little bit and you can see him experiencing some loss, but then they not only flipped him back into being full blown heel guy. Um, he ended up whacking it on top of, I think the empire state building. Um, yeah, that was yeah, well, so know, tremendous. One of the fun, to As me, his one last of the scene. scenes was when he was trying to get his son to fly. And they were and up just on top shoved of him. <laughs> he's so great. And you're like, okay, he's going to take off. <laughs> yeah. He's just so great. Man. That show is great. It just, uh, you know, just kicking you in the nuts out of nowhere. I, I It's great. I love it. I loved it. Yeah. I'm going to have to do yeah, a double watch on that. You're like a king of double watch. Amazon definitely hit a home run with the, with the, with the boys. No, they really did. And I hope it ushers in uh, other things. What else? What other monsters? Did they do Handmaiden or was that somewhere else? No, Handmaid's Tale is Hulu, which okay. if you haven't watched it, um, I'm going to tell you, watch it, because it's it's very good. There there are I did episodes. three or four of those. It got dark and boring again. Like, it was cool, yeah. but I need to get back into it. Yeah, uh, you know, you got to get ready for the new season, uh, which will be next year, of course. But uh, it is, uh, you know, the, again, the acting is excellent. That's, I think, uh, some of the early... Uh, like Netflix productions, uh, the acting, the editing, not very good. But I can tell you right now, the last few uh, originals that have come out have been really good. And uh, there is a, speaking of superhero movies, and just if you're interested, uh, Sean, uh, Project Power, did you watch that on Netflix? No, I'm going to have to watch it. It's got Jamie Foxx. All right. Big, I mean, huge uh, movie star. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it's, I won't spoil anything for you, but basically it's, it's about this, uh, there's a pill that's developed that you for five minutes. Cool. I'm in. I'll, I'll check it out. Yeah. Check it out. I mean, no, well, for sure. good. the the effects are good. The editing that, you know, I got to say that some of the, uh, again, some of the stuff that Netflix came out with, uh, you know, had the potential to be great, but the editing was horrible. Yeah. You know? getting better that's cool it is getting better i would like to do a uh, mandalorian preview with you sometime soon um yeah we can talk about it uh so it's due up at the end of this month yeah i've been talking in a future episode so we're gonna wind down for now (laughs) all right yeah so let's uh we'll 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 leave that as a teaser yeah we'll put a pin in it um it was great always catching up with you uh enjoyed discussing the boys um, yeah, I think we should definitely do a Mando preview. I'm going in on that one heavy. These are currently my two favorite shows, um, and which is cool because I, I don't, you know, who's watching TV anymore? Like these feel like TV, you know, it's, it's really fun. And I like, I love the, um, the delayed, like the delayed release. yeah, I do. I do. You don't, but you do. You know what I mean? Like it gives yeah, you season the, one, all yeah. episodes available right then and there. Yep. Season two, you got to wait each week. Which builds anticipation, and that's something I think the whole world could uh, use a huge dose of. And so with that, 
we are going to leave you with a little anticipation on the next episode of Marvelous Morons. We'll have a few more things to talk about. Um, We'll talk about Mando season two preview. And Josh, I want to bring up a weird topic for next time. Um, Digital collectibles and sort of where those are at relative to uh, traditional hard goods. Love to hear your thoughts on that, man. Oh, yeah. I've got some experience in that. So definitely we can get into it. Cool, man. Well, for one of my very best buddies, Josh, this is Sean signing off. This has been Marvelous Morons. Thanks, and we'll see you next week. Yeah, man. Peace.